Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Uh Bring the energy! It's happening. Get it, get, 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 get! For your lives. It's time for MP on the mic. Cunning, capable, agile, flexible. It gets me pumped and it gets me going. Michael Phillips is... Let's go! MP on the mic. Before you. It is Thursday morning, folks, and uh, I'm counting this as part of the pregame show. Uh, why not? Uh, we got a whole day of uh, pregame for you. 106.7 uh, in D.C., 9.10 here, 105.1 here, uh, 9.80 in D.C. We'll have uh, a ton of those people on throughout the show today, which is going to be great fun uh, all across the Odyssey Network's uh, great morning of programming for you as we get you ready for Commanders Bears MP on the mic. Big part of that. Uh, AWOD Radio up next. I know he's got stuff to say. And uh, we we got we will go around the world of sports uh, about 1019. Uh, you circle back on that. I have thoughts on the new NASCAR schedule. Uh, maybe not the, the thing you want to hear first and foremost today, but uh, uh, it's... Uh, it's very interesting for Richmond, so we'll do that. We'll go over last night's uh, baseball. Um, never a lack of intrigue in the world of football. Joe Burrow declares it a must-win game this week for the Bengals, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think we all know, I think we all know what we're here for today. It's uh, Commander's Bears. Uh, we are uh, within 12 hours of kickoff, 8.15 kick. Uh, here's your evening schedule on the fan enrichment. So we will air Tech Talk Live at its regular time. Virginia Tech football talk. You got to after that big win over Pitt. A little bit of juice in Blacksburg. We don't get to say that every week. We are riding with the juice. That is 7 to 8 at its regular time. So around that, the pregame show will be on as soon as Grant and Danny go off the air at 6. Uh, the, the official Commander's pregame show will jump in then at 6. Obviously, Grant and Danny will have all you need leading up to that. Uh, and then at 8 o'clock, once Tech Talk Live's over, right back to the game. Got the call right here on 910 The Fan. Commanders against the Bears. Uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, this is the place to be uh, to to catch the game uh, tonight. Uh, we'll break down every angle of it here as we go, but I've got to give you the word of warning right out of the gate. I, I'm, I'm taking the Bears and the points. And uh, I, I might I might be taking the Bears, period. I'm not going to do that, but but I want the Bears and the points for sure. I've got some warning signs flashing coming into this one, and I, and I hope I'm wrong because there's a lot of reasons I could be wrong, and I'm going to go into those reasons too. I'm going to give fair shake to both sides here as we advance the game, but I'm going to start today 
with reasons why I'm pessimistic. And I am normally just a bundle of sunshine and rainbows. So this is a little out of character, and that's okay. Um, they, The offense and the defense both played more than 70 snaps in Philly on Sunday. It was a, a physical game, a rivalry game. It went to overtime. They didn't mix up the lineups all that much. Defensively, they really didn't mix up the lineups all that much. You're looking at 60 to 80% shares, 80 to 90% shares in the secondary. Um, guys played the whole game. You know, One of the storylines this week has been Quan Martin not playing. I don't care if Quan Martin plays or not. I think you get your best guys on the field, but it speaks to... They are not rotating. Chase Young played about 80% of the snaps. It speaks to they're not rotating guys. And it was a physical game on Sunday. So so that's that's my first note of concern. Um, receivers, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, both a little banged up right now. Um, that That's a concern. That's a level of concern here. Uh, offensive line remains a concern. Now, we saw what Sam Howell can do with a great game plan. Eric Bieniemy called a great game, got the pressure off of him. Uh, that that was enormously helpful to the line. Andrew Wiley, Charles Leno, I mean, coming off a, a big a big game. We saw Leno fade hard down the stretch last year of the season. You can't ignore that. You can't ignore that. This is going to be a tough game for these guys to play. Uh, Andrew Wiley, it's so funny. Um, you know, Andrew Wiley, you look, you watch a Chiefs game, they got that new uh, rookie right tackle uh, who false starts on every down. And uh, I, the, the, the announcers are, oh, man, you know, Chiefs really miss Andrew Wiley. Meanwhile, here, everybody's ready to just ship Andrew Wiley back. It's uh, That's my objection to the Quan Martin thing. I'm not going down that, that rabbit hole today, but you, you drafted Quan Martin. You could have drafted an offensive lineman. You could have bolstered that position. Um I just I feel a lot of warning signs here. I haven't even gotten into Justin Fields and the Bears. I, I think that what they do is pretty unique. A little bit like uh, you know, not not quite the same, but the equivalent of there in, in college. You know, when you go against Georgia Tech, and you got to get ready for that triple option. It's not that they're good; they're not good. It's just that what they're doing is a little different, and you got to be ready for it. Um, things that encourage me. I'm not going to be all doom and gloom here. Things that encourage me going into this game. Uh, certainly that they don't have the talent level that the Eagles and the Bills had. I know the defense is coming off of two bad weeks in a row. I know Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback, um, but this isn't a group that has the same talent level uh, as the Eagles and the Bills. So, you know, hopefully the the front four can get right. The front four can get to eating. But I'm, I see warning signs flashing, and uh, I, I think the crucial thing here, is going to be to, to knock the Bears out of this early. If you can get a couple early touchdowns, get that early lead. We've had so many winnable games here over the years where they don't do that. There's actually, you remember uh, the playoff push where Kirk Cousins' team didn't make the playoffs. They had Carolina, that was the Ron Rivera Carolina team, here at home on Monday night. And uh, they they just, Cam Newton was injured and they just didn't put the stake in them. And Carolina hung around, came back, won the game. Ultimately, Washington didn't make the playoffs. They lost that game uh, to the Giants, uh, that which was the more infamous of the two, but the Carolina game as well. You can't play around. Uh, you think back to last year. You know, they just. I think the only game where that where they really put it away, made it happen, was that Houston game, and they they didn't pull away in Houston until late. 
Uh, it, it's historically not been a thing that this team does. I mean, the, the best example I've got for you uh, would be that uh, that Thanksgiving game in Dallas in Ron Rivera's first year. You got to they got to start fast. They've got to just punch punch the accelerator, get the Bears out of this. If the Bears come out of the locker room wanting to play the second half, I'm really nervous and I'm really worried about how this is going to end up. Um, I'm really worried about how these guys hold up in a physical 60-minute game if that's what the Bears decide to play. And I'll remind you, Justin Fields last year rushed the ball, ran the ball 12 times against these guys, 88 yards. That's uh, it's more than seven yards a carry. And broke off a 39-yarder, um, got really, really close. They were four yards away from winning last one yard away from winning that last uh last catch where Benjamin St. Juice pushed uh pushed Mooney out of bounds it was a lot closer last year than it than it should have been uh now the commanders weren't all that last year coming in either Carson Wentz injured his finger during the game you can't let him hang around though that's that's my opening statement on tonight's game uh you've got uh you've got a 8:15 kick out there if this thing isn't over by 9:30 I'm worried. I'm worried about the stamina. I'm worried about how these guys are going to hold up. I'm hopeful. This is the this is you know the the final boss of my oh it's the old Redskins fears because um, we've had a lot of these right like is oh this is a team that whatever and, and Ron Rivera used to get so salty at me for that like you'd ask a question about like hey this franchise uh, you know has lost 27 consecutive games doing whatever uh, you know and Monday nights can't win on Monday that's not me that's not me I don't I didn't do that and, and so Ron's done his part to turn things around but this is a scary one tonight uh, it's it's a little spooky Just, Justin Fields is an athlete and, and he's probably getting his last sniff of prime time for the year I uh, can't imagine anybody putting this team uh, on television the rest of the way. It's uh, it's it's their last gasp. If if they if they go to zero and five tonight, they're they're going to pack it in. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to be their quarterback next year because uh, because Justin Fields is not going to quarterback uh, a, a team that uh, I mean just Justin Fields is not going to be back if if they run this out as as a zeros. Um, they are right now in prime time. Uh, they are the Sunday night game against the Chargers on October 29th. I'm going to go ahead and uh, make the very bold prediction right now that the NFL exercises the flex option on October 29th. Does does not allow the Bears to get anywhere near prime time uh, on 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 October 29th. That that feels uh feels a little uh little silly to uh, to potentially do that. They are also. They have a second Amazon game. Uh, they're at home against Carolina. So one of two Amazon appearances for the Bears this year. Uh, good for them. I, I guess Panthers-Bears, you got Bryce Young uh, Bryce Young against uh, Justin Fields. So it, it's intriguing on paper. It didn't, schedule didn't break that way. You, you were thinking this was going to be the year the Bears took a big leap forward. Going in, I felt that way. Remember how excited we were for that opener? Packers-Bears? I mean, that was, that was a national TV game. That's uh, yeah, and just a full, full dud of a season for the Bears. You got to put them out of reach early. You, you've got to shut this thing down right away out of the gate. Uh, can't let them hang around. Can't have a close game late because I'm worried about how this team's going to hold up. This is also a test of 
uh, Eric Bieniemy's training style. Uh, he he ran him a lot harder during camp. Tonight's the night you hope that pays off the way the way it always did in Kansas City. Those guys always closed games strong. Uh, you're, you're looking for the same uh, out of the Commanders, and you're looking for that Sam Howell that next step forward. I, I see Sam Howell still not getting any national respect this week, uh, which, which is ridiculous to me. Uh, Sam Howell fully deserving of national respect at this point. Um, tonight's the night he can go earn that. Uh, with a strong game, with, with a, a shaky offensive line, a couple receivers banged up, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, he's got to he, he, he's gotta make it happen. Uh, this, this is These are the kinds of nights where you put yourself on that stage, say, hey, I'm, I'm going to hang around in this league as, as a quarterback, maybe even bail out the defense. What a, what a strange world we live in. We're asking uh, Sam Howell to potentially bail out Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and the commander's defense. Uh, we did Chase Young yesterday. You go drop in on the uh, Odyssey Rewind app if you missed that. Uh, his freelancing, that's going to be something to watch too. Um, can, can he play within the system? He's getting the numbers, but can he play within the system? So we got tons more commanders talk for you today on the program. Uh, 11 o'clock, Tim Murray's going to drop by. So Tim has a new pregame show. Uh, as part of the the, the commander's pregame package uh, that's going to focus on the wagering elements of the game. Tim Murray's our guy who knows all the lines. Now, you won't hear that here tonight because of the Thursday nighter. Uh, you'll have Grant and Danny here in, in drive time, as always, taking you up uh, to the start of the pregame and then Tech Talk Live before kick. Uh, Tim Murray will join us at 11, talk about that program. Chris Russell, our buddy from... Uh, uh, the Team 980 up in Washington, D.C. He will drop by, uh, talk about this game. This will be the Roosters' inaugural appearance on the show. You've heard him on AWOD. You've heard him all over uh, Grant and Danny's on the Junkies sometimes. Uh, inaugural MP on the mic appearance. Uh, 10.30, Lane Casadane, CBS 6, drops by. we got plenty to talk about with Lane. We'll get his thoughts on Commander's Bills as well. A loaded program. The phone lines belong to you today. It's 833 804 0910 if you want to weigh in if you want to talk me off the ledge or push me off it I don't know I don't know how you're feeling this morning I don't feel great I want the Bears on the points right now I, I hope I'm singing a different tune tomorrow we get our first victory Friday uh, but the phone lines are yours 833-804-0910 getting you ready for tonight's kick commanders bears and everything else going on in the world of sports when we return the NASCAR schedule for the year came out last year, or came out last night, and a very interesting twist for Richmond Raceway. We'll tell you about that, take you around the world of sports. This is MP on the mic. You're listening to 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic. On Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. You got uh, got any Easter plans for next year? All right. Thinking ahead to Easter already next year. Uh, let's go racing on Easter night. A uh, new NASCAR schedule came out uh, with, the, uh, with the NASCAR schedule for 2024. And uh, they shuffled up Richmond's dates. We're going racing on Easter night. Uh, end of March, under the lights, Richmond Raceway. Let's boogity, 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 boys. That's what they say. 
That I is, don't know if you're familiar with that. I, I know Daryl Waltrip. You don't have oh, to tell me about Daryl Waltrip. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll short track Sunday night under the lights. Uh, I like this schedule, by the way. Um, so the, the whole thing's weird because they are they're going to not race for three consecutive weekends um, because of the Olympics because their TV partner is NBC and NBC has basically informed them don't be on TV. We're showing the Olympics. Makes sense. So so that part's weird. Um, but that, that creates a, a log jam in the summer. Um, all, 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 everything has to move. What I like though, and this is, this is the compromise and I like this. Um, they, they have been stuck with some dud summer day race dates. TV wants day races, which, which is understandable. Um, they want, they want to be on during the day when people are watching TV that's not what Richmond Raceway wants, and certainly not in the middle of the summer. Uh, you know that that race was crazy hot last year. Uh, credit to uh, Lori Warren and her team over there. Uh, what they were able to do, moving some tickets, making that a fun atmosphere. Uh, they're working their butts off over there. Um, but you can't sustain long term trying to make people come to the track for for day races in the summer. Um, they want Saturday night, Saturday night under the lights, obviously. Um, but TV doesn't want that. Saturday night's a, a dead zone for TV. I like the compromise. Both races under the lights. Both races on Sunday nights. Uh, so you got the Easter night race. Sunday, March 31st, 7 p.m. Uh, get the national TV on Fox on that. Uh, I think that'll be a ton of fun. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be right in the middle of March Madness, too. Uh, so it'll be a big, big time of year for the sports fans. Uh, throw in a little, uh, little going racing in Richmond on top of uh, on top of all that. Um, if 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 my calendar lines up correctly, I believe that's the Elite Eight day. So I, I don't think there will be any basketball during the race. So you can get your basketball during the day on Easter Sunday, and then go out uh, go out to the race at night. That breaks well. Uh, and then the second race date is is right after the Olympic break. So they're off for three full weeks. They come back Sunday, August 11th next year. Coming to Richmond. Six o'clock, little twilight. Um, you know, sun won't sun won't set until uh, you know pretty far into that race. Um, but that that'll give you a little relief from the heat. So I'm I'm excited to to go back under the lights for a long time. You know, Saturday night was the best because people came in from so far and wide for the race. It juiced up the economy. All the hotels were full for the weekend, and then you could get everybody back out of town Sunday. You know, if if it rained or you had a delay. You could run the race Sunday on its regular day slot, um, but I, I'm I'm excited about Sunday night under the lights because I, I don't think I could be wrong. Uh, maybe we'll get a, we'll get Lori or somebody from the track on here in, in the near future. I don't think a huge percentage of the crowd anymore is coming from South Carolina, is coming from Tennessee, are making those treks. I, I think there's a lot of locals um, and the diehards who who don't who don't miss a race who go around the region. Um, but the locals can, a six o'clock race, locals can get home, get to bed. Uh, they could be fine. Gives them all day to tailgate, uh, gives them a fun race. Uh, new NASCAR schedule, uh, still a pair of races. Love seeing that. Love seeing Richmond right at the heart of it. And a little Sunday night under the lights. Uh, you, you got to compromise sometimes. You got to mix it up, but I'm, I'm glad they list that. That had always been the theme at the track over the last few years. Drivers didn't like driving during the day. Fans didn't like being there during the day. And uh, it, it's, you know, you, you can only bend but so far for TV before the whole thing breaks. You got to cater 
to the live crowd. Speaking of live crowds, in the world of Major League Baseball, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays played in the playoffs, uh, which begs the old riddle, if the Tampa Bay Rays play in the playoffs and nobody is there to hear it, does it make a sound? And on to third goes Seager. And some boos starting to come down from the group. I'm not sure we could call it a crowd. <laughs> the group here at the truck. <laughs> John McDonough on ESPN with the call. A group, a group of fans dropping by to watch their team play in the postseason. Uh, that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Uh, Rangers sweep the Rays 7-1 yesterday. Uh, anytime we have the opportunity to play a Bruce Bochy clip, this show believes that is the right thing to do. And what do you know? His Rangers uh, are are going to the next round. I mean, what a pleasure uh, to be back with CY. You know, I had him as a pitcher, and uh, here he brought me out of retirement, and here I am in the postseason. Uh, I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, it was pretty cool what they did uh, for him in the clubhouse because he's really worked hard to, to give us the tools and resources to get to where we are now, and he's determined to get winning baseball back to Texas, and he's done that. So I can't thank him enough. Uh, ownership, uh, it's just been one heck of a ride for me. That's uh, Bruce Bochy on GM Chris Young. All that guy does is win. Bruce Bochy moving on to the next round. And more close to home, we got the series we all wanted. The Braves awaiting their next opponent, and they found out. No balls, two strikes. Soto ready. He kicks the pitch. Strike three. Called. He got him looking. 100 miles an hour, and Chisholm takes it for strike three and the Phillies take the wild card series sweeping Miami with a 7-1 to win baseball uh, starts back up on Saturday with the divisional round Phillies Braves your headliner series there I think a lot of folks really looking forward to that one uh that's gonna that's gonna have a little juice on it as they say a couple very very good uh very expensive baseball teams uh Braves looking to defend their uh their Division title against the Phillies uh, after a great year. But, you know, five-game series. Five-game series. Never know what could happen in the playoffs. The Virginia Attorney General is asking the NCAA to let James Madison football play in the postseason this year. Uh, The NCAA, meanwhile... Uh, is moving the exact opposite direction. They passed a, a new rule yesterday. It says teams that want to move from FCS to FBS have to pay $5 million starting next year, trying to close that door um, as, as teams start to make that move, try to uh, uh, you know move up. They, I mean, this is the haves sticking it to the have-nots right here. I'm glad JMU got up when they did because, as we've learned, they can hold their own. They are on their own. They're 5-0. and They're off this week. Uh, they'll protect that 5-0 and record at home next Saturday once again on the ESPN family and networks. I mean, I don't know how you could look at that story, what JMU's accomplished, and say, yeah, let's make sure we don't put them in our signature games. Yeah, let's make sure no team is ever able to do that again. That's bad for sports. Nobody wants to see that. Unbelievable. Utah players, uh, University of Utah players, will all get a truck through the school's NIL collective. Uh, they will all get a $60,000 truck. That's their new uh, new recruiting pitch. Come to Utah, get a truck. It's, uh, it's hard for me to reconcile all these things. 
JMU, yeah, no, no, you can't play in the postseason. You did that thing you did where you were a good team, so you wanted to play against better teams. How dare you? You you can't be in a bowl game. Yeah, here's a truck. Um, here's a truck, Utah players. Um, no, no, we can't have any other teams attempting what JMU's doing. It's making the rest of us look bad. I have to put an end to this immediately. Basketball season can't get here quickly enough. It's football shenanigans. It's a good football slate this weekend. Even better football slate next week. It may have two top five, top ten matchups with Washington, Oregon, and USC, Notre Dame. It's a good thing the games are so fun because, dang, the rest of it just makes you want to hit your head against the wall. It's uh, it's frustrating because JMU is good at football. I like watching teams that are good at football play football, and the NCAA seems extremely committed to not letting that happen. Speaking of football, Commanders Bears tonight. You'll hear the call on the fan, of course. Uh, when we come back, we'll ask our friend Lane Casadante of CBS 6 about that and more. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a Thursday morning. You're listening to MP on the mic. It's 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. All right. It's a Thursday morning. Uh, we're calling this the pre-pre-pre-game show. Calls tonight right here on 910 The Fan, Commanders, and the Bears. Uh, don't miss Tech Talk Live right before that at its usual time, 7 to 8 p.m. Tech Talk Live. Then get right back here after that for the call, Bears, Commanders. And I got a million questions I want to ask Lane Casadante today. Sports director, CBS 6, man about town. I want to ask about Final Score Friday. I want to ask about the NASCAR schedule coming out. Uh, we've got college football this weekend. But let's start Commander's Bears Lane. Uh, what's up, and uh, uh, what, what's, your, what's your read on this? Well, um, this is – we're fond of using the phrase must-win game in sports. And honestly, I think this one is for the Commanders because you don't want to lose to a team that struggled as much as the Bears have. Plus – they're coming off, I know it was a loss, but they're obviously coming off Sam Howell's best start as a pro. Small sample size, only five games. But the way he turned around from the Bills game to the Eagles game, you don't want to go back on that momentum. So in, in, those, in that context, I think this is a must-win for the commanders, and I think they will pull it out tonight. Well, and you know, it's... it's... Another sellout crowd of Commanders fans. We, we talked about that in the opener, right? How, and we talked about whether or not the opener was, was a must-win against Arizona with new ownership, you know, fans there. This is, this is just that second opportunity, right? Because you, you, we've got a lot of work to deprogram the, these fans and this city and everything we've been through. Like, we've been through a lot. Um, these are the kind of games you have to win in front of a uh, you know, crowd of your fans to start that process. To start the oh, healing. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. I mean, people are going to have to know that they can expect something from this organization again because they've expected so little over the last five to six, seven years. Um, and it's funny, uh, uh, Adam was talking on Tuesday about how disappointed he was in the loss to the Eagles. And I said, that's a good thing because it means you had expectations. It means you care. You wouldn't have had these yeah, it means you care again, and it's it's uh, what do they say? It takes it takes years to build a reputation and seconds to destroy it, <laughs> and so this is going to take a while. People are going to have to understand 
what Josh Harris is about. They're going to have to understand how he plans on rebuilding this franchise and getting it back to, you know, will it ever get back to the glory days of his youth and Coach Gibbs? Maybe, maybe not. But uh, that, you know, that transformation didn't happen overnight either. Uh, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty, and it also mashes things up into a much smaller time frame than it actually took to achieve in the first place. No doubt. He's Lane Casadane, CBS 6. Um, a, a, a college football for you real quick here, too. Uh, the Virginia Attorney General, Jason Miaris, uh, wrote a letter to the NCAA asking them to let JMU into the postseason. Uh, Lane, JMU is 5-0. and They're very good at football. Why do we have to keep doing this every year? I, I don't know. This is an antiquated rule that made no sense when they wrote it in the first place. Um, did you also see that the NCAA bumped up the asking price to move up five million dollars? Five million. They they're shutting the door on it. This should be this should be on billboards. Look what JMU did. Look what they accomplished. Isn't this great for college football? And instead, the reaction is, let's make sure that never happens again. Yeah, I, yeah. They, never underestimate the NCAA's ability to screw up something that's working and that is positive for everyone. I don't know why they have that rule. If a team is competitive enough and if they are doing enough inside of your own parameters, I don't know why you would deny them and the conference. I mean, Keith Gill is on the hook here a little bit as well. This could be millions for the Sun Belt. And Chris uh, um, said something cryptic in his uh, one of his first press conferences this year, and he said, you know, they asked him the question about, mm-hmm. you know, making the postseason. He said, well, we'll see what happens. But so, so I'm so quite said- sure they're working on it. I know they're working on it, and I know he's working on it because his team is five and zero. So the other I direct way in is apparently the selection committee for the New Year's Bowls is allowed to just pick them because it's a committee and it's not a bowl game. And so if they were the best group of five team and were eligible for that guaranteed slot, apparently they could get it. Well, and the Sun Belt could let them into their championship game, too. You'd have to. (laughs) If if it was in sight, the Sun Belt would have to let them in the title game so that they would, because that's just way too much money to ignore. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know, you you have a team that they're the only team in the state right now getting any kind of notice in the national rankings. So I don't know why. I don't know. I can't answer that. But <laughs> my my standard answer is well, it's the NCAA, and that explains so much. Anyway, if you go to Utah, you get a truck now if you're on the football team. So you just the NCAA. That that that's what happens uh, when when right. you let them be in charge of things. Uh, he's Lane Casadane, CBS Six. Uh, Lane, are you got you got Easter plans for next year? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I will be over at Richmond Raceway. Um, First time since 1989 they've run on Easter Sunday, and I believe I, this is before my time here, but I have to imagine since NASCAR for years uh, issued running on Easter and Mother's Day, and they do them both now because um, that's what TV will do to you. So yep. I have to believe that that race in 1989 was a a rain a rain moved event, sure, um, because back then they never touched Easter Sunday. But um, I, and I did not realize this until I did a little research yesterday. Richmond this year will become, I believe, they'll be number two among all NASCAR tracks in number of races hosted. Right now they're very close with Martinsville. Okay. I think there's one, there's one race between the two of them, and Daytona is 
you know, uh, far ahead of everybody as it would be given its origins. But Richmond has hosted, I think, 133, uh, 133 Cup Series races. And outside of COVID year of 2020, they've had two races a year every year since 1958. And it's not a given. If you look at that schedule, there are several tracks that only get one race a year. Yep. Richmond still gets two, which means the folks in Charlotte and Daytona still believe in this place and still believe that it provides something that uh, that no other track might. Just so glad we're back under the lights, too. The fans deserve that after after putting, as you mentioned, the TV-mandated day races. Good good to be back under the lights. Back, They'll feel like home. And I'll add, I believe that is Elite Eight Sunday. So if, if we can sneak a team in, we can have the ultimate Richmond sports doubleheader lane. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking big already. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Stretch us a little thinner. That's awesome. <laughs> you you got two people. That's like infinity percent more than everybody else in the city. So well, th- this is true. Yes, I know. I, sh- I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't complain too much. But it's it's a great problem. It would be a great problem to dissect. Let's put it that way. It would be a, a great problem to have. Uh, Link Casadone, CBS Six, best sports in town, only sports TV. Uh, Anchors in town, him and Sean Robertson. Um, Lane, what, what do we got and on by final the way, score? By definition, by definition, that also makes us the worst. I'm just putting I, that out there. I am. Um, all right, I'll, I'll air my beef publicly. Uh, Big Al, who hosts Big Al's Sports Phone, not on this network, but on another network, came up to me the other night. Lane and I were at the same function. Big Al comes up to me and says, All right, Hoss, I, I heard you were saying you're the best morning show in town. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I'm the best late morning show in town. That's the bit. I'm the only one. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's all about the semantics. Big Al and I have beef now. That's that's the bot. That that's what you need to take out of this segment. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, but and, and the good, but the good part is it won't take up much of your time. <laughs> Lake has it on a final score Friday is the show. Um, we got Hermitage Freeman this week. Uh, that That's the one that'll be here uh, with Gary Hess and Coach Chris. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to this week on the gridiron? Uh, there's Hermitage Freeman. Verina Glenn Allen is another big game after uh, Glenn Allen's win over Freeman last week. And then our, our game of the week is going to be Huguenot at Manchester yeah. with the Falcons off to their best start in 23 years. This is clearly the biggest step up in competition that they've had this season. So we'll find out exactly uh, how much Charles Scott has coached up the Falcons team against one of the perennial, I mean, you know, uh, Manchester was a, a state playoff team last year and they haven't missed much of a beat this year, despite a season opening loss to Highland Springs in a game that was tied with, you know, not much time left in the fourth quarter. So uh, there are a number of intriguing matchups tomorrow night that uh, that we'll keep our eye on. It would be great to get a city team back back in the mix locally. Um, that'd just be good good for everybody. Yeah, it's and you know it, this goes back to the days of Richard McPhee when he had Huguenot uh, atop the Dominion District every year. Um, and you know, honestly, the more competitive teams, there's only I think there's only four local teams that are still undefeated, which means. You know, the competition is starting to even out. And obviously Highland Springs and teams like Manchester and Thomas Dale are always going to be good every year. But there are other programs that have really come up in the last four or five years. Uh, and it's great to see because it means you're not exactly sure what's going to happen from week to week. 
Exactly. It's tons of fun. We'll be watching Final Score Friday on CBS 6. He's Lane Casadante. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the game tonight. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. Quick update before we slide out of here. Jonathan Taylor back practicing with the Colts. Uh, first comments to reporters since the trade said he's 100% healthy, or since his trade request, said he's 100% healthy, and if somebody wasn't committed, they wouldn't be here. I'm committed. His health was the main goal, and now he's healthy. Wouldn't be at all surprised to see him play this weekend for the Indianapolis Colts, taking on the 0-4 Panthers in Carolina. Colts uh, staying afloat at 2-2 at two and two this year. Uh, we'll see what happens there we bring in the host of AWOD Radio. You know him as AWOD, Adam Epstein, for a little crosstalk. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, Adam, about a tweet you put out uh, two days uh, ago. Okay. Uh, did not get a chance to ask you about this yesterday. Is this Twittergate? Uh, no, uh, you were toying with the idea of placing a wager on the Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. To make the NBA playoffs at what I must admit. Are exceptionally juicy odds. So juicy. In a date and time where the NBA lets more teams in than ever before. What do we have to? 10 now in each conference? Yep. Because if you make the play-in, you win, right? No, you do have to make the play-in and then advance to the playoffs. Oh, that, yeah. okay. But you could be the 10th team and then still get into the top eight. Yes. Okay. I didn't, I, I thought you were just in if you were 10. Mm-hmm. You had 13 to 1. I'm 13 not, to 1. It makes things fun. It makes things fun. Now, what I've been told, if you if you look through the comments there, a lot of people say, hell no, there's no chance. One person says, look at the over-under for total wins for the season. I believe that's just set at like 25 and a half. Very low. Very low. Now, the thing is, is that the, nobody understands what this new regime is going to do for the Wizards. Are they going to tank, 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 yep. right? Trust the process yep. there and, and try to get number one pick, number one pick, number one pick, and then you're good. Or are they going to say, hey... We've got Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, a couple young pieces we like, like Denny Avdia and Corey Kispert. Why don't we try to win games? And so the fan base doesn't really know which way to take it because when they traded Bradley Beal, you were all thinking it's tank mode, but then you you get Poole. Then you pay Kuzma. So it's almost like, look, if I was taking over, if I was going to be you know, Will Dawkins, you know, the new GM in charge of, uh, of this for the Wizards, I would say, let's try to win first. All right, let's see if we can prove that the last guy, Tommy Shepard, and the guy before him, Ernie Grunfeld, was just an idiot. Because it seems like in the NBA, like you're saying, with them extending the playoffs, it should be possible to get in. You know, I, I think you try because you find out if Poole's got that alpha in him or not, right? Like, right. And I don't think they know which way they'll go. Maybe at 20 games you reevaluate it either way. Like, ah, I think he's so. the guy, oh, he's not the guy. You don't know. You just don't know which way it's going to go. If you told me three years ago, two years ago, or even last year, that Jordan Poole would be a wizard, I would be all in because I believe circles around the NBA picked him to be the next big thing. Yeah, why Why not take a chance on that in a year where you either find something or you don't, you move on. Also, I want to clean up loose ends from your program yesterday. I would like to raise my hand. I am in the 63% of Americans that uses his phone while he, <laughs> while he goes number two in the bathroom. I do not believe, I also do not believe that 63% is an accurate number. What's your go-to app when you're... On the phone, Twitter. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just, I'm just scrolling, doom scrolling Twitter at all times, see, yeah. seeing what's up. I don't, I don't do a lot of cell phone games. Like, you know, we've got the Nintendo. That's that's for games. Yeah. You know, some people do the PC games. Those are great. I just, I'm not a cell phone games 
guy. No. Period. No. Uh, not you, you're trying to like do it on the little screen and punch it. Like that's not that's not what that's for. I'm also a lot of times building my show out. Like I'm I'm on my uh, my notes app building my outline or in the drive booking guests and stuff like that. You're you're always building the show. I'm, I'm trying you're to just... do two things at once. <laughs> I'm all in on two things at once. <laughs> the number two and and two things. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Last item before we leave here for Adam. The the Attorney General of Virginia sent a letter to the NCAA asking that they let JMU into the college football uh, postseason this year, make them bowl eligible this year. This is the most absurd thing possible to me. You've got a 5-0 and team, and you are punishing them not for something they did, not for playing at a higher level previously, but because they played football at a lower level with fewer scholarships and had the audacity to dare to request that they play with the big boys, they have to sit out. Yeah, it, it feels like one of those clubs. Like, they just can't get into the club. Yeah. You know, because they, they don't have enough enrollment at their school yeah. or they're not big enough, to, you know, to play with the big boys, which is just completely unfair because they're undefeated. The it, whole point of doing this college football playoffs thing, expanding college football playoffs, to me, bring these teams into it. I want more JMUs in the play. I, I want more of these. I want Coastal Carolina against Georgia in the first round. Like, if we're going to do a 12-team playoff, the last thing I want is like, oh, there's there's 9-3 and three LSU. You got to take them over the Sun Belt champ. Like, well, that's what it's going to be, though. It's you, always, you know it's going to yeah. be four teams from the SEC, four teams from the Big Ten, yeah. two from the Big 12, two from the ACC. That's it. That's why I drag my feet on March Madness expansion, too. They're not going to use it to bring another A-10 team in. Everybody knows that. That's it. That's not what they're going to do. March Madness is different, though, because (laughs) if you know my show, I had a great conversation with Jim Laranega about that. We believe that 96 teams would be perfect because the first the play in is stupid. So if you're going to have a play in, might as well have 32 teams in the play in. And then by the weekend, you're back to the actual 64. I will only allow it if you guarantee both the regular season winner and the tournament winner from every conference. That's a good point. The A-10. That's a good point. We're out of here. AWOD Radio up next. Taking you up. Kickoff tonight. Tech Talk Live at 7. Kickoff at 8. Commanders Bears. You're listening to The Fan, 910, 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.